Kitchen. Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited. He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do. Yeah, proprietor of the Twitter handle Cobra Stats. Connor's going to be on with us here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit with uh, him, why he does what he does, and uh, some of the surprising stats that he has been digging up this season, uh, what has impressed him the most. Uh, it's uh, going to be fun. So we're going to have him on as uh, about 3.15. Stick around for that. Great member of the Purdue community uh, and a great chance for you to learn a little bit more about him. Now, it was such a hit yesterday. I figure, hey, I'm going to be out of town next week. I don't need these Purdue versus Eastern Kentucky tickets. You guys should win them. So I want to hook you up here, all right? Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. Just text Boiler Up to that number. I'll have you in. That'll be your chance to win tickets. For next Friday night, the 29th, Mac Arena, Purdue, Eastern Kentucky. And get your face in the place with these tickets. It is sold out just like everything else is this season. So if you want to go, text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That'll be your chance to go and see the Boilermakers next Friday night. Hey, swing on by, pick them up, and put these under the Christmas tree this year for somebody special. Be a lot of fun. All right, let's get started like we always do. It's Need to Know News time. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, football signing day today, and uh, all 25 members expected to be in the Purdue football class are good to go. The ink is on the paper. The hay is in the barn. The check is in the mail, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, No surprises, no flips, no drama. Maybe that's a good thing, but it is done. We're have Tom Deanhart on tomorrow uh, because they were just wrapping up the press conference with Coach Walters here uh, about uh, maybe like 15 minutes ago or something like that. So we're going to give him time. He's on tomorrow. You know him. You love him. He'll bring you the good stuff. We'll break down this recruiting class a little bit more in depth tomorrow. But it's exactly what you thought it was going to be for the last couple of weeks. We got everybody in. Purdue women's basketball was in action uh, this afternoon, 11.30 with that start time this morning. Uh, they win. Uh, they stay undefeated in Mackey this season, 79-63 over Indiana State. Uh, they've won their last seven at home. They are 7-5 right now. Abby Ellis, the Aussie, finishes just uh, one off her career high. She puts up a game-best 28 points in 33 minutes of action. Good for her. That does it for Purdue Women's Basketball until next week. 
Big Ten hoops last night on the men's side. IU survives a real scare from Moorhead State, 69-68. to 68. They were down, I think, as many as like 14 at one point. And then they blew it at the end. Uh, Purdue did beat Moorhead State by 30, just for you know reference. Uh, State has never beaten a Big Ten team. I believe they're 0-6 lifetime against IU and came darn close last night. Elsewhere, Florida takes down Michigan in double OT, 106 to 101. No problem crushing that over last night. Maryland uh, survives a bit of a scare from Nichols, 73 to 67. They were nearly a 20-point favorite last night uh, at the Xfinity Center. Tonight in Big Ten action, you get Nebraska, 19 and a half point favorites hosting North Dakota, UMBC at Iowa. The Hawkeyes minus 26 and a half. Northwestern's in Phoenix taking on Arizona State, where the Wildcats will be three-and-a-half-point favorites that side of the Mississippi. Blackhawks shockingly snapped their four-game lose streak last night thanks to the Avalanche. Three-to-two that final. Donato, Reichel, and Tyler Johnson, your goal scorers, bedard with a couple of assists. NBA is back tonight. The Pacers, nine-and-a-half-point home favorites versus the Hornets, while the Bulls are four-and-a-half-point home dogs taking on the Lake Show. And we talked about it a little bit uh, right when we went out the air yesterday, but uh, yesterday the Colts did suspend Isaiah McKenzie and Tony Brown for the rest of the regular season. Today, head coach Shane Steichen addressed the media, declined to go into detail the reasoning behind those suspensions, merely saying there's going to be a standard People are going to be held accountable. And there you go. That would be today's Need to Know News for this Wednesday, December the 20th. All right. So uh, we rebound after splitting Monday. We rebound last night. No problem, especially with double OT uh, in that uh, Michigan and Florida game uh, covering the over. I think, did they cover it? I'm almost positive they covered it in regulation. I don't fully remember what that number was, but I feel like that they covered that in regulation or or, or at least on track to do it, right, the, the last time that I checked. Then I saw it went to OT, and I, I'm not going to fret at that point. <laughs> when you have the over and it goes to OT, like you're good to go at that point. Both those teams scoring 100 points. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, what they put up 45 of their 107. Oh, I can't do all that math on the fly. It was 160. So yeah, we were we were there at the end. All right, good good enough for me. Uh, tonight, uh, you know, we'd like to. I like to keep it in the, the things that you're familiar with, like Big Ten basketball. And you know, going through these. First off, I like Baylor plus three tonight. That game is at Madison Square Garden. I think they can get Duke. Plus three I'm getting on the goal. Uh, yeah, give me. I'm going to take Baylor tonight. That's that. But we want to stick in the Big Ten. I wanted to fade Nebraska, but North Dakota is really bad. Um, they're really far down there. Nebraska just... Like I said, I don't think they're that great of a shooting team, but... I want to avoid that one. They probably cover 18 and a half. The one I want to kind of target here is UNBC versus Iowa. And 26 and a half seems like a lot for an Iowa team that just does not 
play defense. But that's not the number that stood out to me. Our over-under here is 178, and the reasoning behind that uh, is, is purely because UMBC has the second-fastest pace uh, of play in all of college basketball. So they like to, they like to go fast. Uh, conversely, they are ranked 351st in adjusted defense. 351. There are only 12 teams worse than that. Iowa's not one of them. They're also sitting at 251 in adjusted offensive efficiency. So all of a sudden, you know, my antennas have gone up here. Because normally we love those Iowa overs, but that was such a high number. I said, are they really going to be able to keep pace? And I just do not believe that they will. You know, for Iowa and all their faults, by the way, they are cranking up that 251 adjusted offense, 351 defense with an adjusted strength of schedule of 354. So not only they stink, they stink against other teams that really stink. I That just, that should 100% stick out to you. So I just do not think that these guys are going to be able to put, I, I, I trust Iowa to put up 100 points. I feel like Iowa can do that with their number 22 adjusted offensive efficiency. They're also 20th in tempo, so you know they're going to go here. And that's what's inflated this number, is the uh, the up and down nature here. But Iowa, even though they played a 134 adjusted defense, at one point they will have they, they will have no choice but to slow this down. And even with the backups coming in here, I don't think that UMBC is still going uh, to get after it. You look at their last several games here, St. Peter's, they only put up 60 points, and that's not exactly a uh, a huge defense there. Tosin, they only put up 73. Morgan State, they put up 80. These are not good teams. I mean, Morgan State is terrible. 325 and 345 in their just an offensive defense. And that's all they're putting up there is the 80 points. I, I just I, I don't think that they get there. I think Iowa has to slow it down because this game's not going to be close. I just don't trust them. Look, even look at the other big games they played, uh, Division One opponents. Like Maryland, 92 to 68, didn't get there. They got there against Louisville, but let's face it, that is a unicorn bad team right there. I look at what they've done lately, 80, 73, and 60. It just, it's not going to be, it's not going to be close. The only way you get there is if Iowa goes over 100 and these guys manage to put up 80 points. I don't trust Iowa, I said, I don't trust UMBC 100 to 79. I just don't think that these guys get back up to 80. At one point, Iowa's going to put in these backups early and slow this game down. That tempo's going to go out. 178, massive number. I can't believe I'm saying this. I have to go the under on Iowa tonight. I think that's going to be my play. Admittedly, I have not done any homework on Northwestern out at Arizona State. Zero homework. 
Also very late tonight. I w- I could get into Arizona and Alabama if this game wasn't at 11 o'clock tonight. I like good basketball. I ain't staying up at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Ugh. How does that happen? That's terrible. I mean, I'm going to be lucky to watch a little bit of Oklahoma and North Carolina. That's at 9. Northwestern and Arizona State are out in Phoenix and play earlier. Come on. Help me out. Iowa, I'm on the under 178. Let's go. All right, we're going to take a break. Hang tight. Cobra stats coming up next. Uh, You'll hear his story and uh, some of the surprising things he's found out uh, during this season. Why he does this, all that. I I know you guys love the account. We're going to talk to him. He's next. Stick around. Plenty more Hammer Down Show on the way on 1017 The Hammer. 1017. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. We're over to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, first time guest on here. Um, he, you know, it's, he's not a shadowy figure or anything, but he does go by the handle Cobra st- uh, Stats. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if we address him as Sir Cobra, Cobra Esquire, Cobra Commander. For you uh, 80s kids, know what I'm talking about with that, but I don't think he does. Uh, actually, it's Connor. Connor, welcome to the program, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. No, oh, dude, I love having you on here. Uh, you are a relatively new-ish account, I think, to uh, to Purdue sports fans, but one that um, is being very relished and embraced by the community for the hard work that you put in in breaking down these uh, Boilermakers and, and such. So kind of go into this a little bit here. How did you get started? Have you always had kind of a love for math here? Uh, what prompted you to say, hey, I'm going to start running the numbers on these guys and, and start my own Twitter handle? How did this all get started? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've, I've always kind of been somebody who's just loved numbers just because I love the story that they tell. I think sometimes it's an easy way to, you don't understand something. The, the numbers help to tell the story. And so I used to, you know, just have normal Twitter account and, uh, you know, personal Twitter account. I, I ditched it a couple of years ago, but then I was like, man, I, I missed the Purdue sports news and all this stuff. And so I just kind of created just, I don't want to call it a burner, but just like a, a Twitter <laughs> account just to follow Purdue sports, follow Purdue news. And as I was getting into that more, there's just a lot of times where I was like, I have these questions, things I'm just curious about. Like, what does, you know, three-point shooting look like over this span of time? Or what is the trend that we notice here? And there wasn't necessarily an answer, an answer easy to find. And so I started to seek out those answers. And so I started posting that on my Twitter as well, just to, there might be other people that are interested. You know, I'm never trying to post anything that is necessarily, you know, earth-shattering. But sometimes I just want, I want people to look at the numbers and just be like, Oh, that's cool. You know, because uh-huh. that's what I do too. And so I have a background in economics and just through that, you know, learning how to use different programs like R and Python, uh, where you're, it's a little bit easier to kind of gather some of those numbers and put them together. So just wanting to use those tools to help others maybe see the game in a little bit different of a light. I know I appreciate it. Uh, I, I know uh, this, this is the type of thing that, man, People that uh, really go deep into, especially the gambling and stuff, will, will will sift through this kind of data and still not come up with these uh, uh, great mm-hmm. takes with this. Um, but the the way that I think what you do is great here is uh, there will just be these kind of 
uh, arguments uh, about certain players and whether or not they're good here. You know, we definitely go with the Zach Eady stuff. You know, Fletch has been a uh, a big lightning rod here lately. Uh, Braden Smith. But what you're able to do here is you're you're one of the few people that actually puts in the time. Not talking heads like me. We don't put in the time to do this kind of stuff. But you put in the time here to go break down these things, and and it's an easily digestible way for regular fans to go. Oh, okay. So we've always thought it's like this, but actually, you look at the numbers, and uh, apparently that narrative is just full of crap. I mean, it's a really easy way to kind of dead some of these uh, conversations around Purdue and Purdue players. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to say, I, like, I can't look and watch a game and break down film in the way that some people do in incredible ways, but I can look at numbers. And like I said, that's a way that for me just to be able to apply what I have the ability to do and help me better understand the game. And I think you're right. There's Sometimes there's things with the eye test where people might look and they take a, a, a one-place snippet, and so in their minds they create this narrative. Or, again, like, Zach, he's just tall, or, like, Purdue's guards can't compete against other physical guards. And it's like, well, maybe if you look at the numbers, there's a little bit different of a story that's going on there. So, again, yeah, that's what I, I try to break down. And it's great because if, if, you, if you look at Purdue fans, I think what sets Purdue fans apart in a way is, one, that they're just incredibly passionate about basketball. And I was, I was actually talking to a guy who does some stuff kind of on a national level, and he was like, my Purdue stuff does so much better than most every other team. And I just told him, like, well, well Purdue fans understand it, too, because we actually have a pretty smart fan base. Despite what you might see, like, on some message boards or whatever, I would say the fan base is, like, incredibly, is, is incredibly well-learned. They understand stuff that part of that has to do with the academic institution Purdue is, but also just being in the state of Indiana and people grow up with basketball. But at the same time, I think the fact that Purdue's good, it also helps because I'm, I'm never trying to sugarcoat a team being, you know, 4-12. and 12. Um, Purdue is, is a great team, and because of that, there's some really cool things you can break down within that and see, like, hey, on a national level, man, this team is good. We're talking with uh, Cobra Stats here uh, on the uh, Blue Fox Eating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. When you go into, let's, let's say you uh, want to... Uh, create some kind of chart here to show. Well, this is how this is how X player does against you know. I, there's a great one you had up there about uh, players against uh, Ken Palm defense stuff like that. Uh, what there, there are just so many metrics out there. You, know, you get the Haslam metrics. You know, the, the, there's Ken Palm BPI RPI. All this stuff. Do you have stats that you like to rely on more often than others? Do you have a favorite kind of stat or metric that you like to use that uh, is kind of like your go-to? Or are there any of these that you're like, hey, I can't use this because I feel like it's just completely misleading. It's not accurate. Give me your favorite and your least favorite uh, stat to uh, to look to uh, when you want to create stuff. Yeah, that's really good. I think my favorite, I default to Ken Palm. He, it feels like in a lot of ways he's just kind of the – the, the the granddaddy of all of this, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's been a pioneer in it for so long, and he does really good stuff. I like the idea of adjusting metrics because sometimes looking at just raw numbers don't tell a full story. You might have a team who's scoring a hundred points a game, but are you scoring a hundred points a game against you know high major opponents or against some of the the bottom feeders of the league? And so by adjusting for that, it helps to tell the story better. So I like it, and also he. He does this a lot, but it, it comes from a guy by the name of Dean Oliver who's really kind of one of the pioneers of basketball analytics is the four factors. 
where he just looked at like, hey, what are the four things that really help basketball teams win? And that's like effective field goal percentage, free throw rate, which is how often you're getting to the line, uh, offensive rebounding percentage and turnover percentage. And so I love looking at those. I, I use those as a, a starting point a lot of times. I think one of the things I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, I think sometimes, I think plus minus is helpful, but again, it doesn't tell the full story. So that's why I try to post full lineups with mm-hmm. plus minuses rather than individual players. Because once again, sort of like the adjusting for teams and who you're playing against, you know, you could throw, you could throw me out on the corner of the court with Zach E.D., Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, and I'm going to look really, really good if you just look at my plus minus. But I am not good. You know, it's just because there's other people on the court that might be adjusting those numbers for me. And so by looking, like I said, I like to look more at full lineups rather than just individual plus minus because I think individual plus minus sometimes can be a little bit misleading. It's helpful, but doesn't tell the full story. Give me a stat that you've compiled this year that surprised uh, even you. I know Chris Foreman does a great job, uh, mm-hmm. put out that uh, during the Fletcher Lawyer uh, Big Ten Player of the Week uh, press release, I-, I did not realize how good Fletcher was against uh, was like top ten opponents. I mean, the numbers, were, I, I didn't realize he was just Mr. Big Time like that. I'm sure you've had a couple instances where you've gone through and you've compiled stuff and been like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that this was uh, at the level it is. Give me a, a stat, um, whether it's a player, whether it's about Purdue, give me one or two there that's uh, shocked even you. Yeah, I actually remember one the other day. I kind of re-ran the numbers twice just because I was like, oh, that can't be right. And it was that I was just breaking down Purdue's wins and who they came against because obviously – having you know, 10 and one and have been playing some really, really good teams. And that's adjusted for, you know, in some of the metrics, but that's when I broke it down by looking at, all right, what has been the average offensive efficiency and the average defensive efficiency of Purdue's opponents uh, in their wins? And so the teams that they've beaten and finding out that Purdue had the highest opponent adjusted offensive efficiency. So, meaning that their wins came against the highest average adjusted offense and the lowest defense. So really what that means is they're beating the best offenses like on average and the best defenses on average. <laughs> and that was pretty cool because I think sometimes you just try to overmatch teams on, on one place where you're like, hey, let's try to get them to score less or let's try to uh, score more. And for Purdue to be able to do both, I think that's a recipe for success. And the math doesn't does not hinder your enjoyment when you get to watch Purdue basketball. Do you watch it through that lens a lot of times? Or are you still able to kind of put the stats down and kick back and enjoy the game itself? Yeah, I'm definitely able to separate it. Uh, first and foremost, I am a fan. Like I'm a I'm a third generation Purdue graduate, and I was, you know paint crew all four years of college, uh, season tickets, and you know I go to nearly every game, and I'm able to separate that. I think because I'm just one of those fans who's busy like screaming and cheering and yelling the whole time but there will be times especially during like tv timeouts where I sit down and I'm pulling on my phone and I'm scrolling through some sort of uh, you know game log or something like that because I, I see something I see and I'm like oh that makes me think of this or that and so I, I can turn it off at times but it's always there it's always turning because again that's it's one of the ways it helps me to understand and see the game 
The handle is at Cobra Stats. You got to give him a follow because, again, the, the stuff that he puts up there for you, it's going to make you a better fan. It's going to give you some better insight into what you're watching there, too. And you're going in the holidays. You know everybody's got that one moronic Indiana fan in the family. You won't need some stats to drop on their heads, and this is a great source for it, let me tell you. Uh, he is Cobra Stats. Connor, it is a pleasure meeting you, man. I love what you do. Please keep up that good work. And, uh, man, we're going to have to get you back on the show soon with some more stats because the stuff you crank out is fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Big thanks to Cobra Stats there. It's uh, the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com, where you can still win my Purdue basketball tickets for Eastern Kentucky next Friday night. Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That number again, 765-447-4080. That's how you get your chance to win those tickets. All right, so uh, if you missed the top of the show here, uh, signing day seems to be done. Tom Deanhart says, expecting 25, got 25, everybody is signed. We're good to go. Coach Walters had a uh, signing day press conference uh, a little after two today. Which, because, you know, we're on three, haven't really had a great chance to review yet. But, yeah, Tom's going to be on tomorrow to get a little bit more in-depth with uh, our guys, our new guys, and what we got. Look, there just wasn't... Wasn't a whole lot... Of surprises, and that's a good thing. You remember we talked about this yesterday, where the thing there's a difference between your portal class and your high school class, and the JUCO guys, um, because and you know once these guys are signed, you're good. The, the the portal guys can still up and go, even though they said, "Hey, yeah, I'm committing here." Uh, they can still up and go until you get them on campus and enrolled in classes, which has happened to Purdue before. So the fact that in the NIL world, portal world here, that you've got all 25 locked in and you're good to go is big because these guys can and do occasionally decide, hey, I know I said I was going to come, but uh, I got a better offer at the last minute. And they get more better offers at the last minute now because of the amount of transfers, kids going into the portal. I mean, things all of a sudden open back up. Schools that you liked and kind of liked you but didn't want to offer, now they want to offer because, well, you're a position of need. They know you're going to say yes. Or maybe it was one where uh, they got outbid. Guess what? We really need this position right now. You're still on our list. We still like you. We up the offer. We good? Of course, Coach, I wanted to come here anyway, but, you know, I can't turn down that paycheck. But if you're going to go ahead and match it, yeah, sure, I'm all yours. Boom, it's done. So, uh, look, everybody likes to have a good flip here at the last second. It's a nice surprise, but the fact that you didn't lose anybody to this in the last couple of weeks since the portal is open, uh, that's a good sign. Most definitely a good sign for you. Are there any immediate impact guys in here? We'll see. Uh, Spencer Porath, I would think, is a chance to make an immediate impact, right? He's the kicker out of Brownsburg. 
you figure that position's uh, kind of opened up because nobody really uh, nobody really went out there and uh, and took the reins on it this year. Uh, it was uh, it was not great. No, uh, I, everybody's going to be excited about Marcos Davila, I think, eventually, but probably not an immediate uh, start there. He's probably a redshirt guy. It's these uh, it's these offensive linemen, I think, that have the absolute best chance to get out there early. And there are a lot of them. Followed closely, I think, by the wide receivers. Is there a wide receiver in this group? Donovan Hamilton jumped in at the last second here. And he was the first one. That's the kid out of Hamilton Southeastern. First one to sign his letter of intent today, or at least the first one that came through. Shamar Rigsby, uh, Rigby, the uh, another wide receiver. Both of them sent in just after 7 a.m. this morning. Eager to sign on the dotted line. I don't make anything out of the times they all did. I mean, everybody was basically wrapped up by noon today. I think some people are probably still doing ceremonial signings like this afternoon, this evening. But they're all in. It's done. You know, we went over this yesterday about, you know, how we viewed this class and we thought it was good. We said, you know, it, it addressed uh, some areas of need. One place that it felt like it lacked, maybe an inside linebacker or two. Uh, that is something that Purdue is obviously portal hunting right now. But, I mean, I, I think you... I think you pulled some good guys here. I'm excited about the Galloway, the tight end from Chillicothe, Ohio. Love the tape there. You know, Coy Beasley, the top-rated recruit you got here out of Cincinnati. I think there's some interesting characters here uh, that will come in in the secondary with a chance to develop, and that's where, you know, that's where Coach Walters really needs to you would think shine here, right? Is developing those guys. That was his MO at Illinois. And if he can continue to do that here, it'd be absolutely huge for the program. You know, the way that he played those corners, they wanted to play those corners. I don't know if the personnel they had, they were really ready to run that, but they still ran them through it. The show recruits, this is what we're doing. Now, here's the question. These guys that come in in this class here over the next couple of years, are they those dudes? Are they those dudes to play those positions in the way that they, in the, you know, him and Kate, they envision that defense? That's the question. So, overall, look, I hate ratings. It's nice when some guys get three stars, four stars, but we've gone over this. There's how many different services. Nobody ever kind of really agrees with it. You go to one camp, you don't go to this camp, something like that. You're trying to, um, you're trying to balance out this competition for that competition. Is the is the big school competition in Indiana? Is that better than the big school competition in Oklahoma versus Florida versus? You know, Mississippi, and we're talking how many kids in the recruiting cycle, and eh, 
all these recruiting services, they don't look at everybody. They don't have time to really look at everybody, break it down, understand the nuances of the programs they play for, who they play against, and all that. So if Purdue comes out with a 10th-ranked recruiting class and IU comes out with another high one, but Purdue ends up winning the bucket again and looking better, playing better than them, what's the point? I hate the ratings. I'm sure it's nice for the kids that earn the higher ones. I'm pretty sure the five-star guys, everybody's had a good look at, everybody understands. It's the same thing in basketball. The top 25, 30 guys, I think everybody can agree on. And after that, then the debates start happening. And there's just simply too many people, too many programs, too much nuance that you have to try to understand in so many different positions across the country. I, I don't know how you could accurately rank so many of these kids based on, you know, what, algorithms or something like that. They're just compiling your stats, and they never tell the whole story. That's how Gunnar Keel becomes Mr. Football over Danny Anthem. So I, I don't put a ton of stock in the rankings. Sure, it's nice if it's good, but I don't sit here and fret and go, well, you know, it's not that great. You know, it's 30-something in the country, whatever, and we're behind all these Big Ten teams. Ugh. You also add in the portal era with that, and it just, it's almost irrelevant to a degree. It's crazy. But Tom Deanhart's going to be on tomorrow. We'll get a little bit more in-depth with this uh, class, who he likes, who's the sleeper guys in here, what Coach Walters had to say about all this, reading between the lines, and uh, the latest from the portal, too. Uh, he'll have that all for you. That's uh, tomorrow on the show, so you don't want to miss out on that. We're going to take our final break. Don't forget, last chance here. Let's get those uh, texts in if you want to win those Purdue basketball tickets versus Eastern Kentucky next Friday, the 29th. You'll be able to put these in the stocking if you want to over the holiday if you come by and pick them up before then. Uh, text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. Your chance to win those tickets, 765-447-4080. Just text me a Boiler Up. That gets you in the hunt for those tickets. We'll draw out those winners here in just a few. Things we may have missed and more coming up on the Hammer Down Show. 1017 Hammer 1017. It's the Hammer Down Show. 1017 Hammer 1017thehammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. Cool to have you here with me. Big thanks to Cobra Stats for being on today. That was a great conversation. Don't forget, we'll get it posted up for you at. Uh, uh, 1017thehammer.com, the 1017 The Hammer mobile app's on there. Subscribe to us on Apple or Google Podcasts. We're there as well. I think we're on uh, Spot. We're on, I know we're on Spotify, too. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Excellent stuff there. All right, uh, last chance text boiler up for your chance to win those uh, Purdue men's basketball tickets versus Eastern Kentucky. Uh, text boiler up 765 if you want to go, we'll draw out a winner here as, uh, as soon as I go off the air. Get some things we may have missed today. First off, uh, why don't you come back home, buddy? Spencer Holstead, you remember him? Yeah, he jumped in that portal last year, went to UCLA. He's back in the portal again. Was it 65310? You want to come back one more time? You want to run it back one more time, big guy? I can't imagine there's been a whole lot of guys who have transferred from a program, left, and then came back. 
can't be a whole lot. I've, I've heard of guys go into the portal and then come back out of the portal at the same place. I don't feel like I've heard very many guys who have hit the portal, went someplace else, didn't like it, and then went right back to where they were. Could it happen? Eh, who knows? I wish them the best, though. Uh, something I didn't get a whole lot into today, and I probably should have, because this is important, because this impacts you if you are uh, trying to watch the Reds, if you're trying to watch uh, the Pacers. I don't know if this involves St. Louis either. Uh, Amazon is reportedly in talks to invest in RSN, a Diamond Sports Group. Diamond Sports Group is the owner of Bally's. Now, if you may remember this over the summer, baseball teams were very, very worried about A, not getting their revenue from their TV provider, which was, you know, these uh, Bally Sports channels, but straight up not even having them on in the market. Absolutely devastating when you have a team that nobody in town can watch unless they buy a ticket. So the fact that Amazon's already in talks to, to pick this up and maybe pick up those uh, would be huge for a lot of brands uh, across uh, hockey and baseball and the NBA. If they can get that sorted out and do that before baseball season, I think that would be fantastic addition to my Prime Video account. And they do a good job of the broadcast on uh, on Thursday night football. But Diamond Sports Group filed for Chapter 11. They have rights deals with the Arizona Coyotes, the Diamondbacks, Phoenix Suns, San Diego Padres, the Jazz, and the Atlantic Coast Conference. NBA deals are set to expire after the season, but... I think with the Amazon power, if they really wanted to get into sports, they could do that. Speaking of sports, Florida State apparently is reportedly exploring the idea of leaving the ACC. They're upset they're not in the college football playoff. So it's clearly the ACC's fault that they got screwed over. Look, we've been through this with Florida State before. Their best option, and what they want is to be a member of the SEC. The problem with that is, Florida doesn't want them in there. But, you know, um, we've been down this road when, uh, you know, A&M didn't want Texas into the SEC. So, look, if it's good for everybody, it's good for everybody. As for the Big Ten, I I don't know. I just don't know. I think if their football coaches had a say in this, they would love it. That's another primetime player in here, and that's a recruiting hotbed that now you are hoping for some road games uh, every couple of years to go down there, do some recruiting, and show off your brand uh, in front of Florida kids in one of their favorite schools. I don't say there's too much money on the board here. I, 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 at this point, I never say never. 
And then finally, the Detroit Lions have notified their season ticket holders that pricing for next year will come with an average increase of 30%. Certain Ford Field seats will see as much as an 85% bump in season ticket prices. I fully understand that this thing is a business. You have to acknowledge that first and foremost. When these things become more in demand because the team is winning, the price for the tickets go up. What I'm saying here, though, is I think it's a real kick in the teeth to fans who have sat there through thick and thin, and there's been a lot of thin years in Detroit. Now, they've taken advantage of cheaper prices, but you know what? They've stuck with you. And you're going to go from 2021 from having your average attendance be below 80%, 31st in the league, to 100.9%, which brought you up to 6th this year. Does that warrant a ticket increase? Absolutely. But I feel bad for the fans that bought in, have been in, didn't leave you in the bad times, and now they're going to get stuck with the bill because everybody else wants to jump on the bandwagon. It would be really nice in a world of dynamic pricing that there could be some kind of discount on these huge rate increases for the fans who have stuck by you through some of the worst times in your franchise's history. That's going to do it for us here on the show tomorrow. Tom Deanhart is with us. Last chance. Text Boiler up to 765-447-4080 if you want to win these Purdue basketball tickets for next Friday against Eastern Kentucky. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and we'll uh, just talk local sports with you here, all right? You don't want to miss out on that. That's tomorrow back here on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com.